You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Hey, I'm so glad to have you with us today. We're going to have a wonderful time. I'm going to begin a new series today. And remember, I'm in my leadership edition of the How to Win. We're learning how to lead at a high level. And we're going to begin to do some specific things and deal with some specific components of leadership. And you are going to be blessed. I want you to subscribe to my channel and I want you to tell somebody about these podcasts. I'm going to begin a series entitled Vision Seeing Beyond the Now. Vision Seeing Beyond the Now. Now, this is a series, so each lesson, we will have a subtopic. So our subtopic for lesson one, the overall title is Vision Seeing Beyond the Now. But our subtopic is going forward or backward. Are you going forward in your life, in your family, in your business, in your ministry, in your church, are you going forward or backward? Our background text is a very familiar text. It says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Say that after me. Where there is no vision, the people perish. One translation of this Hebrew word perish is the word is the uh, words to go back where there is no vision. People go back. It reminds me of something that the Israelites said in chapter 14. God had instructed them in the 13th chapter of Numbers, pardon me, Numbers chapter 13. God had instructed them to send spies into the land that he had given them. They sent 12 spies, 10 came back with an evil report, and two came back, Joshua and Caleb said, we can take the land. Well, the people got all stirred up by by the evil report of the 10, and this is what they said in Numbers 14, verse 3 in the Amplified Bible. Why does the Lord bring us to this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and little ones will be a prey. Is it not better for us to return to Egypt? Think about that. Return to Egypt where they had experienced above 400 years of bondage, return back to that bondage? Well, you see, the Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. They didn't have a 
vision of the promised land. So if you don't have a vision, you'll go back. People who have no mental perception, and we're going to give you a definition of vision in a moment, the people who have no mental perception of who they can become or what they can accomplish, then they will become stagnant and eventually they will regress because where there is no vision, people will perish. People will go back. Great leaders are visionaries. They see beyond the now. If you only see the now, then at best you're a manager and not a leader. I'll say that again. If you only see the now, what's happening in your life at present, then at the very best, you're a manager and not a leader. We're talking about vision, seeing beyond the now. And that's what a true leader uh, is, a person who sees into the future. They see beyond what is happening in the now, in the present tense. So I want to give you a couple of definitions of vision, because we're talking about vision, seeing beyond the now. I'll give you a couple of definitions. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, in the latter part of the third verse, the traditional King James Version says, the wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. That was the present condition in, in Jerusalem at this particular time in history. Now remember, Nehemiah is in Babylon, and word came to him about the walls being broken down in the city of Jerusalem, and it stirred him up, and see, he was the leader. Now, what is vision? Because Nehemiah was a man of vision. What is vision? My first definition is vision is a mental image of a possible and desirable future. A mental image of a possible and desirable future. Think, let's look through Nehemiah's eyes. The walls are broken down. And we're going to see they've been broken down for some time. Yet Nehemiah was a visionary. He saw the walls around the city rebuilt. A mental image of a possible and desirable future. My second definition of vision is that vision carries the idea of perception. It carries the idea of perception to mentally or spiritually 
perceive what others do not see. I give that to you again. Vision carries the idea of perception to perceive mentally or spiritually what others do not see. While others saw the walls broken down, Nehemiah saw the walls rebuilt. Visionaries see what others do not see. So listen at this statement. Leaders with vision are men, women, boys, or girls who do not see people, situations, and circumstances only as they are now, but as they could be in the future. That's really powerful, isn't it? I'll say it again. Leaders with vision are men, women, boys or girls. Now you're thinking, boys or girls? Yes. I believe that God implants vision into people early in their lives. You know, when I was a kid, I had this vision of being a cowboy because cowboys were big in those days. And then I had a a vision of being a, a professional baseball player. Then I had a vision of being an NBA professional basketball player and then a vision of being an attorney. But in all those childlike visions, if you want to call it that, I saw myself doing something important. I saw myself being somebody important. And I believe even though God had to tweak it for me, I believe that God implants in all people, even at an early age, in boys and girls, a vision of what they can be, what they can become, and what they can accomplish. So leaders with vision are men, women, boys, or girls, who do not see people, situations, and circumstances only as they are now, but how they can become in the future. So visionaries can see people in the now, but visualize what people can become in the future or situations now because true leaders can see the walls torn down, but they see beyond that. They see the walls rebuilt. They see situations that are very dire and negative, but they can see those situations change around. We're talking about vision. It's interesting. Scholars I believe that the walls of Jerusalem in Nehemiah's day had been broken down for over 80 years. And for over 80 years, there had no been ch- not been any change. Now, that's interesting. But think about it. Nehemiah is hundreds of miles away in Babylon. The walls are broken down in Jerusalem his homeland. 
And those walls, scholars tell us, have been broken down for above 80 years. And God puts it in Nehemiah's heart to rebuild those walls. That's interesting to me because we see sometimes God will bring someone from the outside to rebuild and to restore and to heal. Why? Because sometimes those who are in a situation can become acclimated to the situation. In other words, sometimes we can be in a situation so long that we adapt our thoughts, we accommodate those situations, and we settle So sometimes God will bring a Nehemiah, will bring somebody from the outside into an area because that person has not been acclimated to that situation. Now, listen at this. Nehemiah was a leader who saw beyond the now. So we see vision is a mental image of a possible and desirable future, vision carries the idea of perception to mentally or spiritually perceive what others do not see. So why is vision important? The rest of the way, let's talk about why is vision important? Let's look at Proverbs 29, 18 again, but this time let's look at it in the New American Standard Bible. It reads, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. So why is vision important? I'm going to give you some reasons why vision is important. It's important for you to have a vision. It's important for you to have a vision of your family, a vision of your uh, church, a vision of your ministry, a vision of your business, a vision of your life, your career. Why is it important to have a vision? Vision, number one, brings clarity. It brings direction. It keeps us moving forward. Vision brings clarity. Vision brings direction. And it keeps us moving forward. Do you have clarity as it relates to where you're going? Do you have direction? as it relates to where you're going, are you moving forward? So many people, so many leaders lack vision. Why is vision important? Secondly, vision inspires people by providing them with hope and significant challenges. Vision inspires people. Are you inspired? A true vision, when you have a true vision, it will inspire people. You you may be listening to me now. You say, well, the people following me, they are not inspired. Well, I would ask you this, leader. Do you have a vision? 
because a true vision from God will inspire people. It gives them hope for the future, and it it presents them with significant challenges. People need a challenge. They need something to shoot for. Are you a visionary or are you visionless? Why is vision important? Thirdly, vision keeps people focused, under control, and devoted to endeavors that are meaningful to God and meaningful to people. Why is vision important? Number three, vision keeps people focused. Where there's no vision, people are unrestrained. If in your organization, people are just doing their thing, those over here is doing one thing, those over here doing something, but nobody is headed in the same direction. That's because there's no centralized vision because vision keeps people focused. It keeps them on the control and devoted to endeavors that are meaningful to God himself and endeavors that are meaningful to people. It keeps people focused. Not only does it keep people focused, but it keeps resources focused. It keeps your time focused. Number four, why is vision important? Without vision, we live aimlessly and are subject to the whims of our emotions and the fads and trends of cultural norms. Now, I want to unpack that. I want to look at this fourth reason why vision is important. Vision is important. It's important for you to have a vision because without vision, we, you, I, us, we live aimlessly. I mean, just all over the place without a vision. We're subject to the whims of our emotions. One day we feel this way. One day we feel that way. One day we feel this way. Just the whims of our emotions. You know, people who have a real uh, a, a vision, they're, they're more stable. When you see people up and down, they moody, they're in and out, they're headed this direction one day, next. I see people, you know, they, I see people, they're just all over the place. They're doing a lot of things. This month, they into this, and next month, they into this, and then next year, they're doing something else. It's just all over the place, and nothing is happening. Nothing is getting done. Just in this, hands in this, doing this, no vision. When we don't have vision, we will live aimless lives. So we're at the whims of our emotions, how we feel. We feel really excited about this. We don't feel excited about that anymore. We feel great about this. Not only are we subject to the whims of our emotions, but we're also subject to fads and trends of cultural norms. Here's the thing about 
uh, the culture, life that we live in. They're always going to be fads and always going to be trends. And this is going to be in to, for, for this year. And that's going to be in for that. Well, that's great when it comes to fashion. Okay, that's great when it comes to fashion. That's even great when it comes to technology. But when it comes to our vision, the direction, when it comes to where we're trying to get, we can't just be flowing with every fat and every trend. And I pastored for over 40 years and, and I saw fads come and go. One minute, this is big in the church. Next minute, that's big in the church. You have people doing all kinds of things. I remember, and I'm not putting anything down, but I remember there was a real big fad where people would bring money to the stage and just droves of people would bring money to the stage. And, and, and that was really big. In fact, people would actually walk up to the stage and, while the minister was preaching and, 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 and it was just seemed so distracting, you know, and they will hand the minister money while they preaching or they put it on stage and it'd be folk everywhere just coming up and down the aisle. And it was big for a period of time. I was just big. I mean, a lot of people was doing that. Just the fact, just the fact they come and go in life, they come and go in churches, in business, they come and go just fast. That's all right when it comes to fashion, and that's all right when it comes to technology. We have to keep up. But when it comes to the direction that you're going, you can't be going east this month and going west next quarter, and then you're going south the next quarter, and then you're going uh, north the next quarter you're never going to get anything accomplished. Now, 1 Corinthians 9 speaks to this in the New King James Version, the Apostle Paul, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one beating the air. Notice he said, he's using a, an analogy of in a race. You're running a race and you're in a lane. If you're running the race, and you running in a direction. You know, you're not running over across this lane and running in that lane. No, he said, we don't run like that. He used a boxing analogy. He said, we're not shadow boxing. No, we want to hit our target. Well, you can't hit a target when you don't know what the target is. When the target is changing every week and every month, how in the world are you going to hit your target? We're talking about vision now. So I got some questions as I end this episode. Do you have a vision for real? Do you really have a vision? Do you really have a vision? Or are you just all over the place doing a lot of different good things? Do you have a vision of what you can become? Do you see in life what you can become? Do you really have a vision? Do you have a vision of what you can accomplish? Do you really have a vision? Do you have a vision of what you want your 
organization, uh, your church to achieve in the community? Do you have a vision? Do you have a vision or is it just you just like a Walmart, you know, a superstore? You know, you're just doing all kinds of things. You can get anything you want. And some people think, and, and, and I, you know, I came out of the church world. Some think people think the church should be everything to everybody. And so they create Walmart superstore churches. And so you got all these things going and your resources are spread all out and your people are spread all out and your time are spread out all out. And you really, do, really don't accomplish anything because you, your resources are diluted because you really have no direction. If you don't have a vision, you will not just be stagnant. You will go backward and not forward. So are you going forward or are you going backward? We're talking about vision, seeing beyond the now. We trust that you've been blessed by something that we've said today. But listen, we're going to be here for a while. We got several episodes where we're talking about vision and we're going to help you to, to discern and discover a true vision. We're going to help you to see what it looks like, what a vision looks like. And, and I want to help you because that's where you start. You can't do anything successful if you don't have a vision. You don't really have a vision. And it's possible to be a good person. It's possible to have great ideas it's possible to want to help people and not have a vision. And we're going to help you with that. I want to thank you for joining us in this episode. We look forward to seeing you next time. And I trust you'll have a great rest of the week.